Reverend Michael Ellick is here. He is the Director of Public Engagement at Ecumenical Ministries of Oregon. Plus, he's a good friend of mine and Pastor Jules and Pastor Andy. We were all in a uh, kind of a community of practice group years ago. And so, so is Ron, who spoke to us last week, and Pastor Adam, who spoke to us a couple of weeks ago. So we are in good company. So welcome, Michael. Good, to, good to see good you. To be here. Yeah, great to see all of you. And I work with Portsmouth with this Reckoning with Racism work, so I get to see oh, a lot right. of in context, too. So it's great to be here. Yeah, so you know some of our people through that. I had forgotten about that as well. Would you open our time together with a prayer as well, Michael? You got it. Let's take a, a moment. Let's take a few breaths together to allow our days to settle where we've come from, where we're going, and just behold the spirit wherever you're sitting in your room right now. Gracious God, in this moment, in this time together, may we see what we have always been. May those around us see what they have always been. And may we be together in our understanding. God bless us. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be reading our scripture today from Mark 1, verses 21 through 28, and I'm using the New Revised Standard Version today. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at Jesus' teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying with a loud voice came out of him. They were all amazed and they kept on asking one another, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, uh, Michael, I'm so glad I could bring you on on uh, Demon you. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm so glad to be here for Demon Sunday. I'm into it. I'm into it. Sure. Not usually a go-to for our traditions. Uh, oh, that's I think why I like it so much. We, I, I was a, in a seminary where we avoided these things uh, entirely uh, because we're progressive uh, liberation theologians, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but this is a fun text, I kind of think. It's a, it is, it's a good and, one. and part of what I, I mean, what, I, what reaches out to me, I mean, I'm, I'm just following my, my heart yeah. is like, because we're both from traditions that and seminaries that talk about systemic evil, they talk about racism, mm -hmm. uh, capitalism, unchecked capitalism. You know, there's so many, and all that's true. We are trained to see evil mm -hmm. as these systemic systems of oppression. And I'm totally in, I've, I'm in, you know, that's, that's my whole work. And, and, but because of that tendency, I'm reminded of the, you know, church I grew up in that took these things very literally. Mm. And as I get older, I, I give it more space on the literal yeah. level. And on one hand, it's like, oh, are, are there really 
metaphysical demons moving around. It's like, well, we know that things that horrible and evil do happen yeah, between yeah. people to each other. And so whether it's yeah. archetypally real or there are literally malevolent spirits, like <clears throat> by avoidance of the metaphysical realities in a way it represents like the way I shy away from the horror of these things, mm. right? Mm -hmm. If you're a middle-class white kid, you get to shy away from those horrors. But yeah. a lot of people I know who don't come from my uh, lunchbox suburban world, you know, like they've seen evil. And, and if you live with them, you, you see it too. So I, 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 I like to sit with the reality of, of there are horrible things. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes those things are in me. Yeah. Like I am not exempt from it. Yeah. So I moved that, that I, you know, the, the 12th tree and other people talk a lot about how Jesus, that's one of his main tropes is as an exorcist. And there's a lot of stuff written about that, but, but he starts with confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Jesus, as you said a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, this is his first act of public ministry in Mark. And, you know, in Matthew, he starts with Sermon on the Mount. So he's this like wise teacher. He's like Moses. He's giving out law. Right. And then in Luke, he, um, he gives his first little homily where he stands up and he says, the spirit of the Lord has fallen on me. Right. And he calls to liberation. And so he becomes the liberator in Luke. In John, his first public ministry is water into wine. So it's all about abundance, right? Yeah. And Mark is this like full on confrontation. And it's this like already in this like opposing supremacy, boundary breaking type of mode. And I love it. I love that oh, yeah. the image that Mark puts out is like our first call of duty is to like blow it open. Uh, I actually, <laughs> yeah. I actually looked up um, the, Merriam-Webster definition of demon hmm. and kind of unclean. And actually they say an evil spirit, which I mean, that's I think where we all go to, but they also say a source or agent of evil, harm, distress, or ruin. Yeah. Um, David Lose, who's a theologian, a Lutheran theologian calls them death dealers, like the unclean spirits. And I'm like, Ooh, if we put it in those lights, yeah. If we don't just talk about like the exorcism weird like vibe that maybe some of us shy away from, like, oh, there's definitely death dealers around us, right? There's definitely Amen. ruinous things. Um, I mean, I, I think you pointed to it too. You were like, I find this in me. I <laughs> during the pandemic lately, I don't know about you, but <laughs> I am getting so incredibly angry. At people that don't care for others, like seething yeah. anger at people that travel. I'm not right. that person. Right. Right. I hate you. Yeah. Like I see yeah. something like people not wearing masks or something. And I just like, I can't go home for X amount of time. And I just get like this anger that I haven't felt before. And I'm like, Ooh, that is ruinous. It's tricky stuff. Well, that's the, that's the tricky part of the, all this is like, it's, you know, on the left, they, oh, we're good at systems at right. They're good at taking personal responsibility for the, you know, there's all these ways we divide it up, but, but, you know, as you mentioned the translation of demon, like I'm mm. also, I'm thinking about the ways in which, you know, in the same way that we have what we think is good, we name what seems like it produces suffering or death as evil. The church has always done this mm. and like to be Christian 
at all and to embrace the tradition, we have to do it with this, I think, humility about, you know, the word demon comes from daemon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it became all the things that you read, but it starts as the Greek notion of a personal spiritual guide. Hmm. That is my connection to the world, but not a Christian one. Right, so, right. you know, all the ways in which Christianity as a worldview and a culture has demonized what it doesn't understand. And like mm. I, I did a, a paper in seminary, you know, on exorcisms and how they were functioning in the world. And surprise, surprise, how many times have exorcisms and demon framing been used to drive out homosexuality or alcoholism, right. Right. even to the point of death? And so where... I mean, it begs this open question of Christianity. We, I, I'm with you. Let's knock down the systems. I, anything that's going to, let's bring it on. Like, I don't want a Sabbath country club. I want to, I want to go out and let's shake up the apple cart. And, and I'm, I'm mindful of how many of my ancestors thought they were doing the same thing mm -hmm. on behalf of the righteous side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the demon part just, it makes me look at myself too, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. am I sure that I'm the righteous, angry, Holy Spirit, or am I the compulsion of rage? Yeah. You know I mean? that, that at times I feel that way. Like I'd rather be and in maybe a- Maybe there's paper. like this fine line between the two, you know, maybe there's, yeah. um, I'm, I'm taken with also in the scripture, how um, the scribes are, they're separate from Jesus, although he's acting like a scribe and- yeah. A couple of times it's mentioned he has authority and yet it's the one who's unclean that names him. I mean, this like play with authority is really interesting that Mark needs to put out there. Yeah. That, um, it makes me also examine like, okay, what's my relationship with Jesus as authority? What's my relationship with whatever's taking over? Um, and also that Jesus has to like name it to vanquish it, right? Like yeah. he has to acknowledge it. It's, I think so often in our traditions, we're like, oh, no, we don't see it, right? Like, whatever is other, maybe, oh, no, we're not racist. Oh, no, we don't give in to white privilege. Oh, no, like, no, 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 no. When really, yeah, I think what we're learning more and more of us is like, no, we've got to, like, name our racism. We have to, like, name our privilege. We have to, in order to deal with it, we have to, like, be able to see it. Totally. Totally. And that's something that we're dealing with a lot in the reckoning with racism work mm. um, is, is how do you name it? And it's funny that uh, in classic exorcisms, uh, there's a great book by a, a Jesuit uh, psychiatrist and exorcist named uh, Malachi Martin. It's called Hostage to the Devil. It's a modern psychiatric case study of five exorcisms. Wow. And it's a, it's, it's a really compelling, interesting, terrifying read. And um but it talks about how there are these stages that the exorcist will pass through. And, the, and one of the first ones is um, it will have a fake voice. Hmm. It will not reveal itself. And so you've got to flush it out and name it. There's this process of subterfuge that it will go through. And then at some point that will cave and there are the, mm -hmm. you know, it goes through, I mean, it's, it's worth reading Malachi Martin, if only to scare yourself to sleep. And uh, <laughs> if you have a problem sleeping, this will not actually aid. But it, but that naming, how do I name it? And how do I name myself in that? Mm -hmm. Not always flattering, mm. right? Like how mm. do I, how do I call something out if I, if I am that system? And yeah. so Jesus finds a way to step out of those systems, right? Like yeah. it's not just platitudes. It's a lifestyle strategy that takes him off of conventional 
uh, bartering. And I mean, it's, there's a lot of radical steps that are happening there for him to have that authority. Yeah. That I, my guidance is from spirit, not uh, living off of the, the ecosystem <laughs> or, or the economic ecosystem of empire. Right, right, right. And maybe that, I mean, maybe that's Mark's version of leading us into some kind of good news. I mean, what, what does Jesus do with that? I, how do we see the good news functioning here? Cause I think it would be really easy just to be like, okay, that's on Jesus, right? Like he's going to blow the demons out. Like, yeah, I'll just stay here. I'll just... <laughs> that's right. I'm going right. to, I'm going to hang out right here. Right. Watch right. this unfold. So this yeah. confrontation, um, yeah. what do we, what do we do with all of that? What do you, what do you think? Well, you know, as you're talking about this, like I'm, I'm thinking what you're saying and I'm, I'm, how am I not naming it in myself? Like where, mm. how do I look? And, and I'm, you know, I think of the seven demons being driven out of Mary, you know, there's all these different exorcism moments, but a lot of the, um, what do you call it? They say Gnostic, but that's actually a false um, designation. I think in a lot of ways, but a lot of the extra canonical material, like the gospel of Mary mm-hmm. goes deep on these subjects mm-hmm. and, and, and Mary, the gospel, they found at Nag Hammadi. This is the, um, there's this process that Mary shares with the disciples that, you know, part of the text is missing, but they basically, it's Jesus after the crucifixion. And, and we're not clear. It's either Jesus has a descent down into hell, the harrowing mm-hmm. of hell, or this, it's a metaphor for the soul does this, but it has to pass through seven demons. Mm-hmm. And there, and I know that it's the compulsion of rage, the false peace of the flesh, uh, the enslavement of the physical body, craving for death, ignorance, craving darkness. And each time the soul or Jesus or Mary confronts this demon that says, I've got you, you belong to me. There's no wow. independent thought, you are the empire. You are craving, you are ignorance and don't feel. And each time the soul says something like, you don't know me. You mm. mistook my clothing for what I truly am. But it's the yeah. soul's liberation through descent. And it's this beautiful passage of, of another way of thinking about exorcisms mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we're all possessed. We're all possessed and we are not free in the spirit until we confront and disidentify with yeah. those things. Like we can try to name it out there, but unless I disidentify mm. with those same things and do that work, my words have no authority. So I, I say that because for me, the good news as you're talking is like, I'm called to liberate as a follower of Jesus, but, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm called to be freed. Like I can be freed. Mm-hmm. And we're not here because we feel free. We're here because we don't feel free, mm. right? Like we're, that's why we come to church. And so there's this possibility that I can be liberated from those things, that there is another kind of life I can step into. And I suspect the church is not always great at pointing to, you know what I mean? Not, not Portsmouth per se, but like all of us, mm-hmm. the possibility for that liberation is there, even for someone like me, who's so mired in empire from the coffee I drink to the shame I put on myself and others and you know all of it the craving totally. the so I I actually take a lot of like Jesus finds us and 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 can and can um liberate us can exercise yeah. us yeah that's my I, good news yeah <laughs> I think I think I'm along the same lines I mean I have to put it out there that I did not know that you were a demon expert as I asked you to dialogue I, I, with I, me I'm I love this I'm a, I'm a, I'm a side. It's like a hobby, right? 
That's awesome. Um, yeah, the, I think the song Hotel California scared me so bad as a kid. I, I decided to learn all about them so that I could. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm 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 in the same direction as you. I mean, I think in this confrontation, while like the demons are named and claimed and um, acknowledged, they they still don't win, right? They they still in Mark this salvation and this healing of wholeness always wins, right? And I think that's that's good news that it happens here and now. So the whole idea of salvation is not one where we're like out of the fiery pits of hell, but it's this like wholeness and healing right now in community. And it means for us, but as well as the larger community. And I have to hold on to that, especially during pandemic times. Like we're under a really strict lockdown. It looks pretty desperate. And it's like, okay, this is a confrontation. Like this is for all of us to look for total wholeness and healing in a different way. So it, to me that that's good news that like the demon doesn't actually like stick around. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. And, and like, we're at a time where probably people um, it seems like the demons are sweeping over everything. Mm-hmm. But that's part of some deeper unfolding for Jesus. To confront that is our own work of liberation on some level. And you're right. I, I don't think enough is said, and I think you should write it, Courtney, about how community is the salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you just said mm-hmm. something there that I think is mm-hmm. really profound, and it's the kind of thing that we say, yeah, you know, a lot. Yeah. But like, like, what does that look like? And mm-hmm. as as people in our society where we're so um, individuated <laughs> into our yeah. little selves, you know, yeah. like someone needs to, be- I, I, I always look for better articulation of, of how you just said it really well. How does community, yeah. how is that our salvation? I think you're, I think you're right on the money. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that that's what, that's what his exorcisms always lead to. Hmm. Like bef- you can't just jump to community. Yeah. You've got to deal with the elephant or the demon in the room. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then community happens almost spontaneously. Yeah. yeah. You don't almost have like an integration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. That's interesting. What do you mean by that? Integration. I, I I like was, that. Yeah. I was kind of, as you were saying that it was like, if then the demon is named, then it becomes more integrated into the whole of community. Right. It's not, yeah, right. we don't right. isolate ourselves with it. It doesn't get to eat us. It doesn't get to ruin us. It doesn't get to cause chaos and destruction. If it's named, then we actually as a community get to work on the healing and wholeness as it leaves, right? Like as we can confront it, then perhaps that that's part of our work is to, yeah. con- I mean, that's part of like talking about our racism, talking about our supremacy, talking about addiction, talking about loss. I mean, it's all of these places that could consume us, but if we yeah. offer it up, we can actually integrate it in a different way, maybe. Yeah. And that's a terrifying, that integration, that's so well said, Courtney. And even I'm thinking about the racism work, it's hard to look back and recognize that all of us are mired in that. Like our land wasn't given to us, it was taken for us. The economy was built on the backs of African Americans. And to look at that challenges our myth. I think think there's as much at time, both in me and in systems, Mm -hmm. a fear of that integration. It is, that's a demon. Mm-hmm. To name mm-hmm. that my great grandfather used Christianity as a homogenizing tool. You know, I inherited from him a Bible and a gun. And like wow. that, that's the story. How do I name 
that it wasn't somebody else that I would have done it differently. Like my family didn't do it differently. Right. right. They were part of that system. And that's like, it's heartbreaking and terrible. And, and there's liberate, like there, there is something beautiful on the other Mm -hmm. side of that Mm -hmm. where we get to be like, okay, I, and, and like in the gospel of Mary, I can disidentify only by claiming and looking at it. Yeah. And then I disidentify. Then it's like, okay, yeah. Now it doesn't have power over me in some way. Wow. I mean, this leads really great into the questions that I formulated yeah. for us at Portsmouth. So com- uh, community congregation, here's a few questions to think about. So what demons are popping up for you these days? What are the things that you're being confronted with? What What's within you? And how is Jesus healing in those places or after this conversation, liberating us from these places and freeing us from those demons? So just some things to think about. And of course, you can always respond on Facebook um, or when you come to Prayers of the People, we can talk about that as well, because I will be the one there. So I would love to hear your thoughts. Any just last little tidbits, Michael, before I send this out with a benediction? Uh, you you've what you've said about integration and naming Mm. stick with me for the rest of the day and i think about like what are the parts of myself that i've demonized Mm. to that's like another way into Uh, it how how do i name those parts of myself and instead of pushing them off like confronting them with that authority and with that name it's really powerful Thank you. Well, it's so wonderful to have you with us in our dialogue and um, it'll be good to see you again. So friends, I can't wait. I can't wait. Absolutely. Friends go in peace, go in this great work, go connecting with one another in love and light in the name of our creator, redeemer and sustainer. Amen.